So you wanna make money in trucking? Well, you found the video to help you out. One of the most important skills to develop in the transportation industry is learning how to find lows. This is especially true for owner operators and small fleets that are just starting out. There is a lot to talk about here. So feel free to check out the timestamps below and let's get in the loop with Luke and dive in. The biggest problem when finding loads is knowing the good ones from the bad ones. When do you pass and when do you accept certain loads? With current technology and the excess number of trucks on the road, carriers must be as fast as possible or have great relationships to win loads with good rates. To build these relationships, you first need to understand what the three types of freight are and why they matter when negotiating rates. The three types of freight are contract freight, spot market freight, and relationship freight. Let's get to know each of them. What is contract freight? Contract freight, otherwise known as direct shipper freight, are a type of fixed long-term truckload pricing for consistent freight volumes and make up to 85% of all loads. Basically, shippers commit to a certain load volume and carriers offer fixed transportation rates. As a carrier, if you are moving this type of cargo, you are expected to move the load at the rate you agreed upon previously. For example, Pepsi knows they have X amount of loads they want to send in the year. They work with their trusted carriers or brokers to handle 100 or so loads at a determined rate on various routes or lanes. But as you have seen, the market can quickly shift in either direction, hurting or benefiting the carrier. When diesel prices or other costs rise, it can squeeze a carrier's bottom line because they are now paying more for fuel on a previously contracted rate. In the same scenario, the shipper is protected because the contract has locked in a transportation rate, giving them control over their expected costs for the year. So carriers cannot raise the rate to offset the increase in fuel prices. However, on the positive side for carriers, if the market is on a downtrend and you have a lot of contract connections, the new rates will drop slowly compared to the wild swings in the spot market. So what is spot market freight? Do you ever wonder why a broker might not have all the details of a load, like appointment windows, customer characteristics, or weight? It goes to the heart of what spot market freight is. Traditionally, spot market freight is used to find rates for a last minute shipment or expedited loads. These are loads available on the market for a very short time, usually gone in 60 seconds and are offered by freight brokers. This type of freight typically makes up 10 to 15% of all loads on the roads. Many brokers are often blind copied in an email with other brokers for these quick loads and are in a race among brokers to land the load. So there's not a lot of time to ask for details or heavily negotiate these loads. Additionally, spot rates are more volatile and change rapidly. This is why knowing your operational costs and lanes are important. If carriers are constantly fishing the spot market, you need to expand your load types by getting contract loads directly from shippers. We'll talk about this later in the video. What is relationship freight? This is the happy blend of contract and spot market freight. If you want to win good loads regularly, then build great relationships with brokers and shippers and prove you are consistent and reliable. This includes making fair rate negotiations, always being on time with your loads and quick at responding with positive communication skills. 
If you build your relationships well, the broker will offer you more premium loads, help you get loads in lanes you regularly run, and help you avoid deadhead miles. This is a win-win relationship. So now that we know the basics, why does knowing freight types help you negotiate with brokers? First, did you know that the average owner-operator works with 20 to 40 brokers each year? This is because brokers have spent the time and energy to create relationships that many owner-operators and small carriers may not have the skill to do to earn direct shipper loads. When it comes to contract freight, brokers get the bulk agreements for a certain number of loads at the agreed rate that come from the shippers directly. Brokers then often look to make 5 to 15% margins when negotiating with carriers. However, when the market drops, there is not much margin for brokers because costs rose, but their contract stayed the same. Carriers need to know that when working with brokers on these loads, there may not be much wiggle room for their profit and your profit. Eventually, these contracts get renegotiated, and if the market improves, margins will rise for brokers and there'll be much more wiggle room to negotiate on rates. With spot market freight, speed wins. Sometimes brokers do not have a lot of details about the load because like we've mentioned, they were blind copied in a mass email and are in a race with other brokers to win that load. Carriers may not be able to negotiate back and forth multiple times for a few hundred dollars because the lost time with slow negotiations means the brokers may not get the load at all. Also, the broker may be getting 10 to 15 other phone calls every second for this load. This is why it is important to know your profitability, your lanes, trends happening so that you can quickly negotiate with a broker at the right price. Sometimes you need to be willing to just walk away if it doesn't make sense. Now that we discussed the basics of freight, we need to discuss the four ways to find loads. And each method has its benefits and drawbacks. These are using a freight broker, use a load board, negotiate directly with shippers, and become a government contractor. Carriers using freight brokers is the most common way to find loads. For a fee, they take on the effort to match loads with drivers. Load boards are great to grab quick loads to get back to home or use to move to a more profitable lane. Government contracts are a nice source for direct loads as you continue to build your customer relationships for your own direct shipper loads. Again, we'll cover direct shippers a little bit later in the video. To get started here, let's talk about some tips for vetting brokers. Good freight brokers can bring peace of mind by connecting you with trusted shippers, negotiate the best rates to haul cargo, optimize routes to prevent deadhead miles, and help you save time keeping your wheels moving. But with so many brokers, carriers should look for brokers with experience and make sure they are licensed, bonded, and insured. Be sure to read both positive and negative reviews and start growing a relationship with them. The more you both trust each other, the better the loads being offered. When you receive a load, note that the broker is negotiating rates on the back end with the shipper. Make sure the load makes sense for you and you will make your money after the fees and general expenses. You also need to be wary of double brokering. Double brokering occurs when a carrier accepts a load and then rebrokers it to another motor carrier. This is not a legal practice. Likely, the motor carrier that rebrokers a load is not authorized or in compliance with FMCSA and has become a big issue in the marketplace. 
The rule of thumb here is if the rate seems too good to be true, then it is too good to be true. For example, if you know the market and see a load 75% over the fair market rate, the load is likely double or even triple brokered and you may be ghosted after delivering the load and never get paid. If you see these too good to be true rates, trust your gut. Ask for more details. If they can't answer them clearly, don't keep wasting your time. These loads can hurt a month of profitability and in this current market could ruin your business. So how do you negotiate with brokers? Let's start with the basics. It's all about your sales attitude. Like with any relationship, no one wants to be called or look cheap. So don't call the broker rates too cheap. Complaining will make the negotiation go cold quick. Similarly, do not demand their best rate. Every haggler knows this. Carriers need to know their lanes, average rates, and operational costs so you can make a decent negotiation. Show the broker that you know your numbers and be honest with not accepting a load if it doesn't make you money. For example, if you know that a lane capacity is high, meaning that there's a lot of carriers but not a lot of freight, then you may want to change lanes or accept a cheap load to get you out and accept a second more profitable load on the new lane. The more quickly you can meet in the middle, the more you will consistently get good loads from the broker. Next, you need to provide full details to the broker. They are not mind readers. Tell them your actual location and what equipment you are running so the broker can better estimate what loads are near you, anticipate loading times, cutoff times, and more. Lastly, tell the broker which lanes or regions you run consistently as this helps you build consistency and reliability. The more details you provide up front, the quicker they can work with you. Need some sales training? My favorite book on this subject is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. The book teaches you to become genuinely interested in other people, to smile, to remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language, to be a good listener, to talk in terms of the other person's interest and to make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. Not only will this book help you with your business, but any personal relationship as well. I'll provide a link down in the description below. How to use a load board. Can't get a good load from a broker and don't want to deadhead for a long time? The easiest way to find loads without a broker doing the research for you is using load boards. But be careful, they are very competitive. Load boards are websites that allow shippers and brokers to make arrangements with carriers to move freight. Sound simple? Well, many of these websites or apps allow you to search for loads in many ways, such as by weight, by route, by commodity and equipment, by specialty loads, and much more. They also let you check credit scores of brokers, see reviews of shippers and other carriers, and provide a source of additional services. Some of the most popular load boards are TruckerPath, TruckStop.com, DAT Loadboard, 123 Loadboard, Direct Freight, and there's many more. You will have to experiment with each one, determine which load board to use, how many to use, build relationships, and improve your profile over time to increase your competitiveness when finding loads. There are also websites that feel like load boards, but are slightly different, offering specific types of freight or a different type of third-party tools. Unfortunately, 
Too many carriers rely heavily on load boards. Using them excessively can squeeze your profit margins to a point where pulling the load is not profitable. Much like spot market freight, load boards have a place in the market, but if you rely too heavily on them, you will need to shift your focus on other types of freight and get contracted loads direct from shippers. How to become a government contractor. The last option to consider are the local, state, and federal government freights. This can open more load opportunities for you as you build other customer relationships. Unlike the other types of loads, you will have to first register as a government contractor to be able to haul their load or partner with another company who is already under a government contract. You can register by visiting the U.S. General Services Administration, GSA, website. It is important to note that the government might have stricter guidelines about delivering some loads, such as requiring you to be a fleet owner, that you meet requirements set in the Service Contract Act of 1965, which helps determine wage rates, performance expectations, and more. For some military loads, you need to be an approved FAK carrier. Small fleet and owner operators with their own authority for at least three consecutive years in good standing have two options for getting approved as an FAK carrier. First, there is the SDDC's Carrier Registration Program. This approval process for carriers wishing to haul FAK for the military with this program follows clear guidelines. There's six steps. First, obtain a standard carrier alpha code, SCAT. Second, set up an account for electronic payments with US Bank Freight Payment. Third, complete SDDC's online registration and four, obtain a performance bond. The required amount depends on the carrier size and the number of states where you'll run government freight. Owner operators and small fleets should register with the Small Business Administration, which enables access to the small business bonding rules. Your bond will be $25,000 to run in up to three states, $50,000 for four to 10 states, and $100,000 for 11 or more. Larger companies are required to maintain $25,000 for a single state, $50,000 for two to three states, and $100,000 for four or more. Costs will be as low as one to 3% of the bond amount annually for those with stellar credit, but they can run as high as 10% for others. And five, instruct your bonding company to forward your bond information to SDDC. And six, if you're not already carrying it, obtain at least $150,000 of cargo insurance. I hope this wasn't too complicated, but those are the four ways to find loads. But no matter the size of your fleet, if you want to make good money, you need direct customers. But how do you do this? We will cover four main tips. As an owner operator or a small fleet owner, you wear many hats from driving truck, accounting, maintenance, business manager, safety director, human resources, and so much more. The hardest skill to learn is being a salesperson. But why is it so hard? Well, many truckers are just not wired to negotiate, swindle, hear no and bounce back, shake hands, smile and grind. However, to build your contract freight from shippers directly, this grind is key. So where should you begin? First, you need a professional website. This will help you look professional. This means stop using a Gmail or Yahoo, AOL, or some other email address that's so generic. To do this, build a professional website and push your brand that provides shipper solutions for the types of freight or commodities 
you like to haul. For example, if you haul regional flatbed loads, your website should use phrases such as, when you need to haul construction materials or equipment to a project site, we get it there safely and on time. Or another option, finding a reliable flatbed carrier is essential to successfully completing your shipments. Things like that make your website look good. At CNS, our marketing team can get you set up with a unique website with custom photos, create your professional email address, help you create an exciting company logo, and present your company professionally online. Second, you need to create a carrier packet to give to shippers. This next step is to help you stand out from the crowd by creating a compelling carrier packet so the customer knows details about your business, your insurance information, what lanes or regions you can legally haul their product in, and what types of equipment you use. The goal is simple. After looking over the packet, all the shipper should need to do is plug in your information into becoming a qualified carrier. That's it. So the information to include are an introduction of your company, commodities you haul, lanes or regions you haul, contact information, your DOT number, your standard carrier alpha code or SCAT code, insurance information, your NAIC policy, reference contact information from other trusted customers or brokers, copy of your certificate of liability insurance stating what your policy has and insured limits, W-9 form with your employer ID, copy of your MC number from the FMCSA and a copy of your SCAT code renewal. Take this a step further by offering shippers complete visibility on their loads. This could be giving them login information to see where their freight is on your telematic device or other GPS tracking system. And third, find shippers to work with directly. Now that you have a professional website and a complete carrier packet, it is time to introduce yourself to shippers in your local or regional area that you live or would like to haul freight in. This process is simple, but the grind is real. You can start identifying shippers you want to work with by Googling small or big towns and look for manufacturers, industrial complexes, or warehouses that manage the commodities you like to haul. Your goal is to introduce yourself with shippers or logistic managers. And if you are looking for reefer loads, consider looking for shippers in large produce markets. Makes sense. You can apply this strategy to any industry. Go wherever your customers go and meet them. This is a sales call. So you need to hone your skills on getting past the secretary or gatekeeper. This skill just takes time to practice. So don't get frustrated. And remember the skills you learned in the Dale Carnegie book we mentioned earlier. Remember, rejection comes with this process. Maybe for every 10 to 15 carrier packets, you may only get one direct customer to start your relationship with. That's one more. Don't give up and follow up a week later to keep your company in their minds. As you call, email, or visit these carriers, make sure you wear your brand, look professional, and meet face-to-face, -face, in person, or with a Zoom call. But wait, there is more. Join industry events and associations. Use your sales skills and join an industry association where you can meet business leaders and shake hands with other competitors. Having connections in the industry to refer to and be referred by can be an excellent source of gaining loads and keeping shipper relationships intact. And lastly, find events shippers will attend. Shippers may not attend mats or GATS trucking shows, but there are many shipping, logistics, construction, produce, 
warehousing, and other industry events that they do attend. And don't forget those carrier packets and don't skimp on the educational talks at these events. By investing the time to understand the details of the industry you haul in, you can gauge future rate fluctuations in different regions of the country. And this effort is time consuming and often difficult, but it is worth the time. With these tools, skills, and effort, you will build new relationships, earn good customer freight, stop relying on load boards or brokers that take a cut from your hard work and keep the cash flow flowing. Well, there you have it. Every way to find loads without having to lease to another company. There are links to all this information in the bio below. Need help starting your own trucking company? Fill out the form also linked below. With that, go get them, don't give up, and as always, stay safe out there.